For this week's local matter, as I have invited people in the studio who live in Luxembourg but who are politically active for a different country. I try to find out what are the motives and in today's case the motive is quite obvious. Today we have Zolma Shodairi Zaber in our studio. She is a young Iranian woman and she fights here in Luxembourg for human rights in Iran. Hi Zolmas. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, and you? Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So we are going to talk about your involvement in the Iranians' association. So that's the Association Humanitaire pour les Droits de l'Homme et la Démocratie en Iran. So the Iranians' Association for Human Rights and Democracy in mm -hmm. Iran. You are a representative of this association and you're very active also on international level, organizing or participating in manifestations, in protests, and not just since the latest incidents in Iran, but since 2000. And 11. 2011, yes. Exactly. So um, can you explain a bit how this has evolved? What have you done in the past in this association? Well, of course. Let's go a little bit back before 2011 and start with my birth. My parents have met because my uncle, my mother's brother and my father have been in the same cell in Iran. It starts there. We have been in Iran and we left the country because my father had to flee. He was in life danger. And after a year and a half, we came here as well. Ever since we were here, since 2007, we were participating in different manifestations, be it in Paris, be it in Brussels, be it in Germany. But since 2011, because we were enough people here to actually start our own organization and our own association and we had the same beliefs, uh, we came together and Association Humanitaire pour les droits de l'homme et la démocratie was born. We have been extremely active ever since. You could find us every year for uh, Festival de Migration. Since COVID, we have not been participating and uh, due to financial reasons, it looks difficult for us to participate because we didn't do it for the benefits of the money benefits. Sometimes we paid something on it, <laughs> but it was to expose our political side. But um, now we are limited to uh, Journée de la Femme, the Women's Day in, uh, in the Abbey, or book stands that we are having, that we are organizing. Um, in summer, we have had a lot every Saturday in the city in Hamilius, but even throughout the year, so what kind of books are these? Are these um, are they linked to your political mission? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, the books you can find, you could also contact us anytime. They're actually super interesting because they go deep. It's either the témoignage of uh, women who have been in prison, but that's a bit tough to read because it's detailed. You know, you you read how they have been tortured. And, um, you know, like the children who grew up there in prison because their mothers were politically active, because their fathers were executed, because they were against the regime. We participate in anything that has to do with human rights, especially 
Iran, of course. Our latest presence was uh, on Saturday, where we participated in the march organized by Amnesty, which is uh, every year until COVID happened. It's nice to see the solidarity and to come together. So it's actually a lot about uh, sensibilizing, raising awareness for the human rights uh, violations in Iran and the situation of the people in Iran. More raising awareness than really influencing politics. Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, our duty outside of Iran is really raising awareness and showing the footage of what's happening in Iran. Here you could censor it. Like we have footage, live footage of people being killed. It's taped on camera. And um, of course, our main duty is to raise awareness. We try our best. We have tons of manifestations wherever we can, however we can. And it's the least we can do. You hear sometimes voice messages of the of the youth in Iran. And um, it's crazy because, you know, you you hear them say, all I have is my life. And they kiss their mothers goodbye. They hug their fathers goodbye. They leave the house. And then a bit later... You hear this voice message because they were killed, because they were executed. And the least we can do is really to raise awareness. But about changing, mm, it's very clear what they want. We are watching them and we are following the voice of the Iranian youth, which is sacrificing themselves. And they are the ones paying the price. They are the ones paying with their blood so we are listening to them and if you listen to their slogans it's death to dictator death to Khamenei death to the oppressor freedom 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 we will fight we will die we will take back our Iran they don't want nothing less than a regime change so what we're doing here right now is supporting them As a refugee, you can't really go back to Iran, especially um, given your political activism against the system. You can't go back. And it's also way more safe to not go back, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, but how does this make you feel that you can't really be there to support the people there? Well, here, the things you can do here are more limited, I imagine. <sighs> It's very difficult to answer. My mother asked me a few days ago what I would do if I was in Iran. And um, I see myself being hanged at least 20 times a few years back. Because the injustice that's happening there is, is so immoral. And watching them oppress people like that, telling them what to do, what not to do, what to believe in, you know, just just shaping your whole existence. And being here in Luxembourg, watching them, it makes me want to jump back <laughs> and to just, just stand in front of a bullet so that a compatriot of mine is not hurt. I know it's said easier than what it sounds, but it just hurts so much to see because in my opinion, in my eyes, I have already given my life to them. I mean, you can imagine, it's not fun to have your book stands on Saturdays. You work uh, five days a week, you work 40 hours a week, and then you have your Saturday, Sunday, and on Saturday you come and you organize your book stand, and on Sunday you 
break it all down again. You don't do it for fun. You don't do it to spend some time. You know, like there is, there are many other different uh, ways to to enjoy or spend your time. So the only reason I'm here is so that a child who is sitting on oil, you know, Iran exports massive amounts of oils, should not be thirsty. That child should have an education. It frustrates me that I can't do more than talk for them, than show up for them, than organize manifestations for them, because it's it's just so connected to to the heart, you know? Like, yeah, we're their voice because it's the only thing we can do here outside of Europe. I would love to be there on the streets with them. Can't it be helpful to be outside of Iran where you can act in security? Here, at least, you can express your voice and you can express your thoughts very loudly, at least. Yeah, to which I'm very, very thankful. I am um, politically active in Luxembourg, not just for Iran, but for Luxembourg as well. Honestly, I can't stress enough how important it is to use your voice. You're absolutely right. For the same things that I'm here freely and uh, tearing up about, I would have been shot 20 times in Iran. <laughs> You're right. And somebody has to do it. I'm sure if the roles were exchanged and I would be some 24-year-old girl in Iran and I would be on the streets, then I would wish that another 24-year-old girl outside of Iran is at least talking about my burden, about my fight, about my voice. Yeah, of course. In 2019, there were protests, the bloody November. People came out because the gas prices got high. But like within a few hours, the stuff about gas prices changed to death to Khamenei, down with dictator. It's, it's not about the gas prices. It's not about hijab. It's not about none of that. It's about democracy. It's about freedom. It's about living your life. And it's about overthrowing the um, religious regime of Iran. Anything else is just um, the one shot, the one bullet that starts the whole fire. And um, in, in the bloody November... Over 1,500 people were killed. And there was nobody who spoke about them, who did something about it, who organized something for them, you know? Nobody held a ceremony or a memorial for them. And the PMOI just keeps this together, which is the National Council of the Iranian Resistance, and um, just knowing as a young girl, as a young Iranian woman, that That, that a structure like NCRI exists, somebody is keeping their voices together, somebody is keeping the, the fallen blood together, Somebody's, somebody cares, which I appreciate a lot. But do you have the feeling that now with the latest events and also all this attention that um, is there abroad, which also organizations such as yours contribute to, do you feel like this might uh, help to to overthrow the regime on the long term or might be a factor, a positive factor in this development? Yeah, absolutely. It, we see the change. Politics have changed. Strategics have changed. And it's very, very visible. Like, we have been in this fight since forever. And it's not like... Um, 
Masa Amini's unfortunate death was the first one. And of course, we have, uh, we have been their voice. We have uh, tried our all. We have been knocking on doors. We have been knocking on embassies. We have tried to talk to deputies. We have tried to collect signatures. But it's n it has never gone as well as right now. And um, so we always have our demands and we have never been as close as right now. So we're getting closer. The policy is changing. Okay, then let's hope that uh, things change even faster and more radically, say. And um, good luck with the continuation of all your work. Thanks a lot. That was Solmas Shodairi Saba on Local Matters. We've talked about the situation in her home country in Iran and about her activism. Tune in again tomorrow on Local Matters for our third piece of this week's series on political activism abroad. We are going to focus on Ukraine.